0: Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below the waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade. To reduce grooming accidents, thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to Manscaped.com, and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's Manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's Manscaped.com.
1: Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? If you can hear me clap once. If you can hear me clap twice. If you can hear me clap three times. If you can hear me clap four times. (laughs) Hey, man, what's going on, man? Hey, once again, let me run it back then. Let me go ahead and run it back. Hey, what's going on Who that nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to say to everybody, happy Monday once again. OK, happy Monday once again. I apologize for you not being able to hear me when I first came on the air. Uh, but I want to say thank you all for spending your Monday with me. And uh, uh, I said earlier, I say I hope everybody didn't spend their stimulus check all in one place. <laughs> but uh, look, man. We got to talk about New Orleans Saints, man. I, I took a few days off, man. I, I, I just uh, took a few days off. I said last week that, uh, you know, I was dealing with a death in my family that kind of got me down, and also uh, Paxton, uh, he was uh, kind of sick. But uh, you know, as the week uh, weekend got closer, you know, he started to feel a lot better, and uh, <laughs> and now you can see uh, he's out here dancing. <laughs> so as y'all can see the pac-man is doing just fine man uh we took him to a little, uh, kid's fest over the weekend and uh you know he really was enjoying himself man out there getting his groove on but uh let's go ahead and talk about the new orleans saints man let's talk about some of these topics that need to be discussed uh let's go ahead and talk about the obvious uh topic of the show uh the saints uh were fined by the national football league uh, he was fined uh, they were fined $700,000 and they also have to uh, relinquish a six-round draft pick in 2022 and uh, you know look this was the best case scenario this was the best case scenario for the New Orleans Saints uh, for them to you know be able to move on now $700,000 is nothing to sneeze at you know but when you're you know, when you're a multi-billion dollar organization, I mean, that's just a drop in the bucket. And as far as the six round pick, I mean, I don't think it's going to hurt the Saints even more. Uh, you know, I just, look, I'm really about to go ahead and state the obvious, man. It feels like the NFL has this personal vendetta against the New Orleans Saints. It seems to me that they have an issue with the Saints and it seems like anytime they want to try to make an example, they always got to pick the Saints. Uh, The New Orleans Saints weren't the only team that violated uh, COVID-19 protocol. Uh, You know, first off, it was them getting fined because they were dancing in the locker room and just saying the guys didn't have a mask on. Then you look at other teams like the Lions and you look at other teams, uh, you know, like the Broncos and all these other teams were, you know, showing their locker room celebrations and nothing happened. And, you know, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that, you know, why the Saints uh, penalty ended up being this way because I'm pretty sure that the New Orleans Saints probably presented that information to the NFL. But, of course, the NFL, you know, they're the no fun league. Uh, They're called the NFL for a reason. It's not just for National Football League. You know, they had to make an example somehow. So the reason why I just feel like they just picked on the Saints, one, because they're low hanging fruit. And number two, uh, they just felt like they had to make an example. So no team can try to go out here and try to replicate duplicate what the saints have done uh once again but you know i mean the saints did kind of shoot themselves in the foot i'm not gonna lie about that uh when they got footage going around uh, alvin kamara bringing people into the organization uh that don't work with the organization uh him not wearing a tracking device and you know you also have like other players that weren't doing you know certain things uh you know uh doing instagram posts and all that kind of stuff inside of the locker room i mean it didn't help their case but I, I still feel like, uh, you, you know, if you're going to do something to one, you got to do it for everybody. OK, that, that's the way I feel about it. But, uh, you know, the Saints, they have a plethora of draft picks. It's probably mo- more draft picks the Saints have had in a while, uh, especially when it comes to the third round. So the Saints can definitely, uh, definitely uh, do some damage in the draft and, and get their team back. You know, the, the Saints have lost. A lot of players. Uh, we heard over the weekend that Sheldon Rankin signed a two-year deal with the New York Jets. Uh, You know, so you have a lot of St. Fans bummed out about that. I mean, also you know you have players like Janora Jenkins signing with the Titan. Justin Hardy also went to the to the Jets. So you you have guys that were like core players, guys that were like you know really beneficial to the team. Uh They're going to other places, but that's just the role of that's just the role of it, man. That's just out of that's just the breaks. You know, I was talking to my uh, big brother, EJ. Uh, shouts out to him. Uh, but I was talking to him over the weekend. And, you know, I, I said to him, I said, the New Orleans Saints are, you know, what's happening to the Saints right now is what happens to teams that win the Super Bowl. You know, the only difference is the Saints didn't win the Super Bowl. Like when you win all these games over the last four years and, you know, there's a reason why the New Orleans Saints hold a record for most wins uh in the last four years but they also are the only team in nfl history to win these many games and not reach the super bowl once and when you know usually when teams are winning this much they're going to the super bowl and their team gets dismantled dismantled excuse me and you know the players go off to other places to get better paydays the only difference is the saints didn't go to the super bowl so we are being recipients of what happens when your team successful you have other organizations are looking on your team and they're trying to figure out how can they make their team better and you know that, that's just the way that it goes but it's, it's up to the coaching staff in order to make this team a formidable team to go out there and perform week in and week out and look I don't think the Saints are going to fall off the cliff I'm not buying it to that. I know some Saints fans feel that way you got media people that feel that way I don't, you know, I, I don't feel that way. I feel like the Saints can still be a good football team. I still think that they got their core pl- core players. And I think if they have a, a, a solid draft, I think that they can re-up, okay? I, they, I think that you can, uh, you know, fill in for a guy like a Sheldon Rankins. You know, no disrespect to him. I like him a lot, and I feel bad that he's gone. But he has been hurt over the last couple years, and you've seen guys like Shai Tuttle step up, and you've seen guys – you know, like uh, Malcolm Roach uh, played pretty well last season. You see people like David Ayamada who has gotten better. So you you have guys in your rotation uh, that can go out there a- a- and play really well. Uh, my main concern is the linebacker position and also with the cornerbacks. And it doesn't surprise me at all that the New Orleans Saints uh, have not been aggressive in free agency. I-, I wouldn't expect for them to be as aggressive. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, for the last couple of years, it seems to me, like they're really focusing on trying to get players through the draft. And, you know, I'm always a guy that's a, a firm believer in you have to build your team through the draft and not just getting a whole bunch of free agents just because you have, uh, you know, a whole bunch of money. Uh, you can have a guy, you have a bunch of guys on your team that's a bunch, you know, a bunch of free agents that it might not mesh. Uh, you have guys that can come in uh, through your organization that can actually do some, uh, you know what I'm saying, do some great things and you can develop those guys uh, via the draft. So that's the way I feel about it. You know, I'm, I'm really excited about the direction of what this team is going to go. And, uh, you know, I just feel like, you know, all they got to do to me is just focus on, you know, the draft. And I think if you do that, then you'll be just fine. Uh, thank you all so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, I want everybody right now. If you have not already, go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, please support the State of the Saints podcast. Also, if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go ahead and hit that subscription button right now. Uh, you know, so you know, we're we're really really close. I think we're maybe like 30 subscribers away from 6,000 subscribers. So, uh, if you haven't uh, hit that subscription button, please do uh, right now. And also hit that like button, man. Let's show your support to State of the Saints podcast. Uh, thank you all for all those that donate to the state of saints podcast as well. But you know, if you, if you don't want to donate, that's fine. You know, just hit the subscription button. I would really appreciate that. But let's go ahead and uh, start and read some of these comments. Uh, Once again, I apologize at the top of the show. Uh, I, I, you know, I had my, uh, my mic wasn't on. Uh, What happened was I I disconnected my mic the last show that I did and I didn't uh, adjust it back, you know, so I just, I just uh, put it right back in. And I didn't uh, adjust the setting. So I apologize to everybody when I started the show. I was, um, you know, I was muted. So Donald says, yeah, man, the weekend was outstanding, TJ. Well, that's great, man. It's good to hear. Uh, Pac-Man putting in work. Yeah, man, Pac-Man was out there getting getting, getting down, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, he, he had a really good weekend. He had a really good weekend, man. He was uh, all excited and everything like that, happy about, uh, you know, just being, just uh being out and having fun man we we took him out there to a kid's fest and then we took him to like a little bounce house and stuff like that and he really had a good time man so uh <laughs> you know he he really enjoyed his weekend man he was uh living his best life like Yay. <laughs> yeah man so th- those are great moments right there man uh man that's like the best thing you know being a being a husband and father man you have to you know, you you're able to have moments like that. So, T-Mo, what's going on, man? It says TJ, what's up, homie? What's going on, man? Uh, yeah, a 2022 20, six round pick. I'm not losing sleep about that. You know, I mean, the Saints last year six round pick played for the Carolina Panthers, Tommy Stevens. So, I think we I think we'll be all right. Uh, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Mike? Man, thank you for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Chump Chains collect one dollar uh, from fans. Basically, they always effing with us. Yeah, it seems that way. It, it seems like when they're always trying to make an example, it's like they're always trying to pick on the Saints. It's like I don't know, man. It's like they're trying to. They, they're. I think you have a lot of people in the National Football League that are excited about these type of moments where, you know, the New Orleans Saints, who are a small market team. You know, it seems like they're going to, uh, you know, take a step back. And I think uh, you have a lot of people in the National Football League that are excited about that. I, I just don't, I just feel like people don't look at the Saints as, as, as a team that they want to be in the room. I, I just don't, you know. Uh, you know, and you look at the New Orleans Saints over the last couple of years, the teams that the NFL hold dear, near and dear to their hearts, like they, the Saints have beaten them, right? Over the years, like, the Saints have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've beaten the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, like, for the most part, they've beaten the Green Bay Packers. They didn't beat them last year. But a lot of the teams that, that, that they talk about at nauseam every single year, the Saints win. You know what I'm saying? They beat them. And, and they beat them pretty good. You know what I'm saying? So it, it seems like, you know, the Saints are like that, that you know – It's like if you go to a country club and, you know, you got a whole bunch of rich people, you know, you got your aristocrats out there who probably, you know, was born into money. And then you got that guy who probably just worked for the sweat of his brow and he just so happened to move into your neighborhood and he gets all the country club benefits, but nobody wants to talk to him. That's kind of like what the New Orleans Saints are. They're they're not aristocrat. You know what I'm saying? They're not a a Brookshire. They're not a Kennedy. You know what I'm saying? They're, They're, you know, they're a guy who just, Basically just started his own manure business, you know what I'm saying? But it's a really successful manure business and he makes a lot of money doing it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what the Saints are. Seems like, you know, they just don't want to be accepted as being one of the most elite teams in the league. And it just seems like people stop at nothing to discredit these guys, um, including, you know, the coaching staff, um, discrediting Drew Brees, making it seem like his, his accomplishments anybody could do. But you know, you'll sit up here and you know and, and praise a guy you know in, a, in another uniform who probably didn't do as close to what Drew Brees has done you know I, I just think that they just don't like the New Orleans Saints they don't look at them as a valuable team and you know anytime that you know anytime they're brought up you know people can't help and, and hurry up and jump on what they've done in the past you know like it's just amazing to me like it's as if you know you can't change the narrative of this team you know It's not like, you know, like when you talk about the Indianapolis Colts, it's not like the Indianapolis Colts were a great football team all these years, you know, but it seems like, Oh, all of a sudden when Peyton Manning comes, it's like anything else before that never happened. And don't give me that stuff about, Oh man, you know what I'm saying? They were, what about Johnny United? Johnny United played for the Baltimore Colts and that, you know what I'm saying? That history don't, you know what I'm saying? Really, you know, add up. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what they did in Baltimore. But when they went to Indianapolis, they weren't really good. So you know, but it seems like to me when they start talking about the Saints, they always got to talk about the bags on their head. They always got to talk about the snake bitten franchise. They always got to talk about how bad the football team was. And then they start talking about, you know, Drew Brees, but in, in reality, to me, you know, that just shows you how great Drew Brees was. You know, and that's shows how great this organization has been over the last 15 years. To me, I just feel like if you have a guy like Sean Payton who comes into a snake bitten franchise, Drew Brees who comes into a snake bitten franchise, these guys who come in later on to a snake bitten franchise, and these guys change the narrative of how you think about football, to me that that means more to me than you know a guy throwing for a whole bunch of yards. I can make an argument to say what Drew Brees, Sean Payton, this same staff has done over the last fifteen years is it, it means more then maybe some of your same status quo teams winning the Super Bowl, You know, I mean, it's almost like, you know, a badly run business. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get this guy who's a visionary. He comes in, he just changed the way that you look at the business. Business is booming. People making money, uh, the stock market, you know, in, in for the, for the company is going up. It means a lot more to me than a nostalgia team winning all the time that you talk about, because, you know, the saints made, the Saints made people talk about them. They like they forced them. They forced people to put them in the conversation, and that's why I got a lot of respect for this organization. I laughed when they took the draft pick away. It could have been the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I mean it, it was. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that they did that. But that's the NFL. Uh, that's one happy kid there. Yeah, he always man. Like Paxton always happy, maybe like a real happy kid. Like that's that's one of the main reasons why you why you know he's sick. If he's not running around all over the place, or, or laughing, or singing, you know something's wrong. Good morning, TJ. Hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, I had a really good weekend. You know, all things considered, uh you know, they, my uncle uh, he was buried this old weekend. They had his funeral, uh, but you know, all in all. You know you know you have to appreciate life you know why you're here you know it was unfortunate you know that he passed away but you think about you know I think about my son and how much life he has you know and, and it just it just uh just puts things in perspective to me what's up bro keep doing your thing what's going on will man chill Will, in the building that's my guy man shouts out to uh my fellow Jacksonian Jackson State University right there in the building appreciate it man Drew says the COVID-19 was spreading like wildfire in AFC North. The NFL picked on the Saints. Like I said, that's that's kind of what they do, man. I just feel like the Saints are uh, just that team that they like to make examples with. We can't gain a, a compensatory pick for Rankin's and Hendrickson if they both ball out. Definitely not tripping about that. Yeah, I mean, that's true, Tyler. You know, so and like I said, it's a six-round pick. I, a six-round pick last year, not even on the team, Tommy Stevens. Oh, my God, y'all, Sheldon Rankins was signed by the Jets. What are we going to do? <laughs> uh, well, it's the next man up, you know, and I, I sense a lot of sarcasm. in there. <laughs> But look, man, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to uh, poop on Sheldon Rankins, man. Sheldon Rankins was good when he was in the Saints uniform, when he was healthy. And, um, you know, he will be missed, man. We're going to miss the, the Sheldon shimmy, you know what I'm saying? We're going to miss that. And I wish him the best. You know, I, I don't want to see a guy uh, end up getting injury, injured and and he, he can't. Uh, you know, get his career back together. I, I hope he has success. And I think with Robert Sala as the coach, uh, he's a defensive minded coach. I think that Sheldon Rankins, if he stays healthy, can be a force in the National Football League, man. He was already climbing the ranks uh, in 2018 before he went out in that divisional round against the Eagles. So who knows what he can do under Robert Sala as a head coach and, a you know, a guy that's probably going to be calling the defense as well. They hate us because they ain't us <laughs> pretty much uh draft his replacement well i don't know if we're gonna draft for a Sheldon that replacement i think he's already on the team i like shy tuttle and malcolm roach i like that, that that dynamic so and uh you know these guys can play what position you think we draft in the first round cornerback yeah i think they should i think they should draft a cornerback if they smart they would this is a passing league, folks you know if, if you need a cornerback you draft one Cause you know teams are going to throw the ball. We got eight picks in twenty twenty one NFL draft. I already know they'll move up in the draft. TJ. Well, that's the thing. You know, Sean Payton already said it. Sean Payton said uh, he he's a firm believer in picking the guy he wants that he feels like fits his organization, fits the Saints organization, and it's not so much about just picking the best guy available. You know, like that's what that's what teams tell you. You know, but. He, he used the example of, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Marshawn Lattimore. He said that the number one, you know what I'm saying, pick that they wanted was uh, Patrick Mahomes. And when Patrick Mahomes left, you know, then you had Marshawn Lattimore. So, you know, you couldn't get Mahomes, so you get Lattimore. And those are the guys that they wanted. But he's like, if, you know, Patrick Mahomes was, wasn't available and, you know, they didn't want Marshawn Lattimore or they didn't feel like he fit then don't draft them. So if the saints feel like it's somebody that they can get, they feel like it is a, a person they can attain and you don't have to, you know, pretty much exhaust anything. Then by all means, I say, do it. I say, do it. Tragic five hundred four says TJ, the saints only need to get this year under the cap because next year cap will be a minimum 300 million. Yeah. Oh man. That, that, that's pretty good, man. Uh, Hopefully, like I said, hopefully, um, man. Hopefully, they can still like be a formidable team. That, that's all I care about, you know. And I, I feel like they are going to be a formidable team. I think they can win a lot of games with what they have right now. I mean, you need a couple pieces, of course, but I think they can still win some games. Uh, are we getting Richard Sherman, TJ? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure if we're getting Richard Sherman or not. I know Sean Payton likes him a lot. Uh, I still think that Richard Sherman has something left in the tank, but I still believe that you need to draft a cornerback also. You know, that's somebody that probably can learn under Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman can come in and also, you know, help out that, that young cornerback, help him reach his full potential. The one that puts in the work never gets credit. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, man, you know. That just a, that's just how we live, man. You know, the person that's working hard, uh, pulling himself up by his bootstraps. You know, that person don't really get the recognition. You know, it's it's all about, you know, it's all about the nostalgia in the National Football League. You know, we love nostalgia for some apparent reason. Like we like digging in the crates. And that's one of the main reasons why, you know, the, the Nielsen ratings, uh, when they come out, you have these uh, presidents of these uh, networks. You know, they, they try to push the narrative about some of these teams like the Steelers and the, and the Packers and the Cowboys and NFC East, what's going on there. And, you know, like they, they try to push that narrative because, you know, people like nostalgia, you know, people like it. people love that. You know what I'm saying? Like people people love, you know, those teams that used to be winners and have this historical significance to it. And, you know, I feel bad about that because in the process when teams are like creating history and building history and, and, and building respectability and credibility for their organizations, they still get swept under the rug, man, you know, because they're too busy, like focusing on some of those other teams. It, it's like, it, it's like the the Cleveland Browns, right? The Cleveland Browns had a better season than the Dallas Cowboys and, and, you know, in, in all aspects, you know what I'm saying? And, and if you're really being real, um, you would think that the cleveland browns should get more of the press clippings than the cowboys but that's not the case the cowboys get more segments than the cleveland browns did it, it you know the narrative should have been cleveland you know is is resurrecting their organization under kevin stefanski and baker mayfield is dealing and 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 also you know he he cut down on his turnovers that should have been the narrative but it wasn't you know it's always about the cowboys and mike mccartney and dak and and like it just don't give me i just feel like man just don't give me that stuff about that's what people want to see. People for the most part want to see what you present to them. Like i always use this example, okay? Back in I say about 2007, I was like my senior year, right? And you know, I remember the song about uh, Lil Wayne called Lollipop first, first came out. And I was like, man, what the what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's how I felt. Like, man, what, what is going on here? Like, I like I really wasn't feeling a song like that at first. You know what I'm saying? Like, but eventually you start hearing it over and over and over again. You start finding ways and reasons why, you know what I'm saying? The song is pretty good. Oh, the beat pretty hot. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, the auto tunes are on point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, they kind of shove it down your throat because you hear it everywhere. You see the videos, you see, hear it on the radio, all these different things. So all of a sudden, it's like you have to fall in line. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like people going to be like, man, you crazy, you know what I'm saying, for not liking this. That's kind of like how I feel about the NFL. That's how I feel about some of these sports shows. It's like they force feed these situations down our throats. And then they'll say stuff like, well, people want to hear this. Well, they want to hear it because you keep forcing it down their throat. If you give them another alternative, maybe they'll be interested in hearing about it. That, that's just what it is, man. Like, why, why, why? Uh, you know, bracket teams that are emerging and becoming better at the expense of a team that's probably struggling, but, you know, they used to be coached by Vince Lombardi or, or used to have uh, Tom Landry. Like, that's ridiculous to me. You know, if they're worth talking about, if they're a playoff contender, by all means. You know, by all means. So, but, you know, that's just how I feel. The Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers had the Rona so bad. It was a joke for the Saints to get fined and lose a draft pick. I'm fair. Uh, we'll be okay at corner. We have all-world hands uh, Dapp and P.J. back in the building. Yeah, man, P.J. Williams, Uh, once again, uh, comes back to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I, I really just don't. I, I don't know, man. PJ Williams uh, walking around with a lucky rabbit foot, a fully clover, or some very incriminating pictures of somebody in the Saints organization. <laughs> but uh, look, I, I will give PJ his credit. Uh, PJ had his best season last year. You know, that, I mean, that came from somebody close to the Saints organization that told me told me that they said that the, the, the coaching staff is really excited and really happy about what they seen out of PJ Williams. That is what was told to me. They said, you know, that they, they really like him, and he's a smart football player, and he and he's tough, you know. So, and I think that P.J. played his, his best season, you know. I, I think it helped that he was mostly playing safety, you know what I'm saying, that he was playing in a nickel and dime, you know what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that's that's where he belongs, man. He don't belong on the outside, and I think as long as he's not playing on the outside, I think he should be okay. So, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to, like, itch on uh, P.J. Williams like most people are doing this season. Like, people just like, it. to me, it, it's becoming a running gag right now. Like, oh, man, they got P.J. back. Like, but P.J. had his best season. Like, I, I didn't really see too many plays where I just seen P.J. Williams is out there getting smoked and, and, and roasted and toasted like, like normally. You know what I'm saying? One, you know, he's not in that starting rotation. When he did, when he was a starter in the game against the Detroit Lions, where people weren't giving him credit for, he played pretty doggone good. When him and Patrick Robinson was in there because Marshawn and Janores were hurt. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo-poo on this guy, okay? I just feel like it is becoming it is becoming a running gag. You know what I'm saying? I, I just feel like he had his best season. And then on top of that, I mean, he's not a starter, you know. So it's not like he's gonna come in and just do it, you know, it's just gonna be so much damage being caused because of PJ. You know, when he does come in the game and in 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 spots. You know, last season he played pretty well. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like just destroy him. I just feel like that's just that's just a that's just a gag right now. You know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden, like, you know, I think sometimes like we we don't look at things objectively, but once we already have our mindset on what a player is and what he does, like it's hard for us as Saints fans for people, you know, to to change their minds about. It. And you know, I, I look at it from year to year, right? You know and I feel like you need to do the same thing, look at it from year to year. Like, how's the guy playing this year? Like, how did he perform this year? It's like the same thing with Traquan. Like, we were talking about Traquan last year, talking about the Saints need to get rid of him. You know, like, man, he's put up a shit up. And I haven't heard anybody talk about Traquan this year, I haven't heard anybody say anything negative about Traquan Smith. The man played pretty good when he was in the game, so I'm not going to. Like if this was last year and PJ was still on the team, y'all know. Y'all go back and run the tape. I was very upset that he got signed. But this time, one year deal, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna trash the man. I'm not. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trash him this year. I'm not. Believe it or not, PJ is a seminal. He's not that good though. I mean, look, it's not he's not all world or anything like that, but like I said, he's not a starter. TJ, stop lying. You gave a uh, uh, nickname, PJ Smoke Turkey Williams. What am I lying about? What am I lying about? I just said. I just already told you. You know, I already just told you that I'm doing it from year to year. I never said that I. And I, I just even said, if this was last year, I mean, go back and look at the footage. So, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Look, in, interpret the way you want, man. I, I don't give a damn. Uh Mario says that PJ in smoke turkey territory. Uh yeah, I mean he is. Like, look, we all know PJ. Like, if, if you've been watching the Saints, if you've been watching the Saints for all these years, you know what uh PJ's strengths are, you know his weaknesses. So th- here's the thing if PJ is on the outside, then he's gonna get smoked, right? If he's playing in a nickel, he's gonna be playing much better. He's he's probably one of the best tacklers, uh, you know what I'm saying, in the secondary. And I just feel like if, if you put him in a nickel or dime, he, he's he's OK. You know what I mean? So if you put him at safety, he plays more than OK. He plays better than OK because he's not that fast. So we all know that he's going to get smoked like brisket, burnt like a biscuit when he get on the outside. And like I said, he is not going to be a starter. Like, I, I don't I don't understand it. Like, he, he is not going to be a starter. And he, he basically a situational cornerback. That, that's just what it is. So it, it, it it's to me, it's like if the Saints were, to, I'm, I'm trying to think about somebody that, I don't know, man. Let's just say if the Saints like re-sign, I'm trying to look at a player. I can't think of anybody at this time, but if he just plays on special teams, right? you know, like Ramon Humber or something like that. If the Saints re Ramon Humble, like Ramon Humber played for the Saints, you know, around 2015 or whatever like that. You know, and people like, man, Ramon Humble sucks. Like, well, Ramon Humble only basically was playing on special team. And he only come in a game like if somebody hurt, you know what I'm saying? Somebody had to get hurt in order for him to even play. So no harm, no foul. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a chance that he probably would never get in the game. if If Charles Garner, Johnson come in if, you know, if the Saints end up, you know, getting another cornerback, like you'll never see P.J. Williams. You only see him in like certain situations. So I'm OK with that. I'm OK with it. I'm not going I'm not going to lose sleep over a guy that is not even a starter that you basically just got on the team for death. Uh LOL, t- uh, TJ, we understand you're being optimistic, but let's not be biased. And be real about PJ and the secondary. Even Big Q always say serious help is needed in that secondary, and he can't stand PJ. Uh, Look, all I'm saying is this: all I'm saying is this. When you look at the Saints' financial uh, situation, when you look at their financial situation, like we looking at it from, we looking at it from a, a player standpoint. Okay, like, look, I'm not here to debate to say that. P.J. Williams is the best corner or something like that. Y'all know how I feel about it. But I also just feel like if you're looking at the financial situation of the New Orleans Saints, all right, this isn't Madden. We're not playing with the salary cap ball. So if you was to go out here and get yourself another cornerback uh, who will ask for a certain amount of money, you don't know what they're going to bring to the table. You can You can get a guy that's been in your system his whole entire career for about a million dollars that only going to play in spot duty. And then you can go out there and maybe draft somebody that you ain't got to pay a whole bunch of money to because you got to understand they trying to stay underneath the cap and you can go out there and probably get a veteran that can play on a veteran minimum. You know what I'm saying? That would just give you like serviceable, formidable, like play, you know, like a Richard Sherman would. And then, like I said, you can stay underneath the cap. So you have a guy on your team that's familiar with, you know, familiar with how the Saints run things. You have yourself a young guy that you can develop in your system, and you got yourself a seasoned veteran he can learn on Sounds pretty doggone good to me. Versus getting three brand new cornerbacks that that you have to develop a chemistry with with the other guys that's in your secondary. Like I said, I, look, the guy ain't, guy's not starting, and we acting like this guy is about to go out there and, and be on re, like he, you know like he gonna be like the rail Reeves or something like that. Like, dude, I ain't even starting. I'm kind of surprised Patrick Robinson is still on the team. He's older and became injury prone. Yeah, basically, uh, the secondary is much worse now than last year. We don't. Well, I I, I can't really speak on that because I only can speak on <laughs> I only can speak on what happened. Willie Jackson says I like PJ. Look, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan of PJ. All I'm saying is he had his best season statistically. Uh, you know what I'm saying and, and as far as like his uh, his um, his play that, that was, what was told to me I was told this okay and I, I apologize to everybody up here with their opinions but when I'm hearing about somebody that's close to the organization I'm taking the word of the organization even me myself you know what I'm saying all I am is a spectator all right I give my opinion on the show just like everybody else all right we you know I, we I, I I know we think we do but we don't know more than what this organization knows. It just it's just as simple as that. You know, sorry, it it's just a fact. Like if we go out here and we argue and we're going back and forth and we speculate and then all of a sudden somebody comes out and tells you the real deal, what more can you say? What more can you say after that? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know more than the person. You don't. So that was what was told to me. I'm gonna just take their word for it. I also know that as of right now he's not going to be a starter unless he comes in there and just basically just wreck shop. So everybody's running their blood pressure up and, and going crazy and stuff like that over PJ Williams being resigned. you all acting like this man about to be at the start of rotation. And as of right now, he will not. And it will have to take something that really happened to some of the guys that the same sign a draft in order for PJ to see the field. We will get bounced back on the field in the next season for real bro. They're constantly, uh, uh, going uh, penalties calls for a uh, many times from referees for a couple of seasons. It's time to stop holding and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Look, I, I think with Chris Richard in there who specializes in, in the secondary, I think that they're going to be a little bit better. You know, that, that's just the way I feel. You know, I think that he will help, help them with the technique. I think that his coaching style is a little bit different. I think that he's going to hold guys more accountable and uh, he, he coaches with a more of a fire than Aaron Glenn did. No disrespect to Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn is more of a, a teacher. Uh, you know, I don't think he really too much held the guys accountable. It was more like, you know, he, he gave these guys this false sense of reality in some cases to me, like, you know, these guys weren't really that good, but you know, he'll, he'll gas them up. Like, you know, like they just the hottest things in sliced toast bread. And that's cool, man. You got to have these guys playing with a lot of confidence, but, you also got to put these guys in position to succeed. And you also got to be 100% honest with them too. So they can work on the things to get them uh, better. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, that's just what it is. So the way that I feel about it, I think that, um, you know, I, I just think that, uh, you know, Chris Rashard going to be uh, good for these guys. You know, that's the way I feel about it. Uh, I'm trying to see, man, I'm, um uh, i've seen somebody put in the chat i don't know how real this is uh somebody uh bobby says seriously saint signed sherman to a one-year deal uh so excuse me i'm trying to see if did they actually sign him. i mean if they did they must have just recently did it and uh i don't know if you're at if you're, if you're asking that they should sign and i'm looking at my phone i apologize folks uh but uh, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to see if he actually saying that or if he actually saying that or you suggesting that. All right. Let's see. The Saints are among the teams expressing interest in five. This come from Tom uh, Palisaro says the Saints are among the teams expressing interest in five-time Pro Bowler cornerback Richard Sherman. OK, so Saints among the team expressing it. So I'm seeing a, am seeing a bunch of like expressions. OK, now this is according to Ian Rappaport. Let me make sure this is the right Ian Rappaport. No, I don't see the certif. There's another Ian Rappaport on there. So did the same sign him? Did the same sign Richard Sherman? OK, I, I haven't seen anything. I just see rumors right now. I only see rumors. All right. So I'm only, seeing, I'm only seeing rumors right now. And the only person i seen on there that's actually said that this was accurate was the false Ian Rappaport. So it was breaking news about the Saints losing a draft pick on my cell phone. <laughs> Everybody says, facts. I'm confident in Peyton and makes the right call. I apologize for looking at my phone. I was just trying to figure out so I can see if I can, you know, you know see if it's, it was actual and factual uh we will have some growing pains but i think uh we get we got some good uh players out and we uh don't expect to look man look check this out i think that the saints are going to be much better than a lot of people uh think i I really do i I really i really do i I don't think they're going to be left for dead like some people think so tj uh we all know the bucks cheated the saints uh game tom brady was paying the rest uh look Usually I can be all up on the refs, uh, but I, I got to say, man, I think the Saints got some of the most favorable calls in that game. Uh, I'm just being real. Like, there was a, a play where clearly it wasn't passing interference. I mean, like, if if I'm a Bucs fan, you know what I'm saying, I would be way more upset at the referees than the Saints fans should have been. I think the game was pretty – I think the game was pretty, uh, you know, called down the middle. And I think they let them play, you know what I'm saying, for the exception of – Maybe, you know what I'm saying, that interception, that was, uh, you know, that Michael Thomas, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know if he stopped on a route or uh, Murphy Bunn jumped in. I mean, you can probably make an argument for that. But they were they were trying to keep the Saints in the game. You know what I'm saying? I'll give them that. That was one game I just feel like, man, you know what I'm saying, like, they, they you know, they helping them out, man. You know what I'm saying? They helped them out a little bit. But, but in most cases, yeah, I have to agree with you, you know, the referees, don't um they don't show no mercy for the saints so chris richard re, uh reunites legion of boom with sherman well like i said i'm just waiting for the report to come out That somebody if, if it comes out from a valuable source then you know send, i report it here but i haven't seen anything i haven't seen anything that come across my my phone right now that's telling me that you know that he signed with the saints so as of right now I can't report that. Uh let me see. I already read that for uh do you think we're going to go after a corner or a linebacker in the first round? I think we're going, I think we going after a um a cornerback. I think you should, man. This is a passing league, folks. Like I, to me, a cornerback is just as important as a as a left tackle and a quarterback. Like, cause everybody throw the football. And if you can, if you don't have yourself a decent, solid corner, like you're going to get smoked, man. You're going to get roasted and toasted, man. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just what it is, man. To me, that's the most important thing. Uh, just like Levante said, uh, we know we got a bullseye on our back and he guaranteed we're going back uh, with JPP and we got an easier pathway ALC East and NLC East this year. Let's go. And then, not to mention y'all not playing a first place schedule, the Saints are because y'all, even though y'all won a Super Bowl, y'all didn't win a division. So still, y'all like, wait, I think y'all get like a second place schedule. So I guess every team that came in second or whatever like that in their division that y'all play, you know. So Sherman, I thought y'all was picking up Russell Wilson. Uh, I think that ship is sailed. Dude still mad at the fact that y'all lost fair and square uh i don't know exactly who mad uh now nah, the saints lost the bucks game look I- i'm just saying man like y'all know me i come on here and i talk about the referees in a minute but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blame the referees the saints just flat out lost that game they beat themselves in a lot of ways uh you know they had opportunities to really you know what i'm saying go out there and, and make some of those plays and they did not you know there was a couple of plays that could have changed the trajectory of the game. You know, uh Jared Cook fumbling the football. Uh Marshawn Lattimore jumping in front of Scotty Miller. That could have been a pick six. Uh, you know, uh Alvin Kamara running the wrong route, you know what I'm saying, running straight up the field, causing the interception by Devin White. There's so many different things. You know, Drew Brees not playing his, his best. You know, I mean, there's so there's so many things. You know, uh Devontae, Devontae Harris going out with you. So there, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting up here blaming the referees. Like we can't blame the referees for every single loss of the Saints. You know, what I'm saying there, there are cases they they play a huge role, but there are some cases where you have to just look and say, man, the Saints just lost that football game. You know, we can we can confidently say, okay, man, they lost to the Eagles, right? So we got to confidently say that. Look, referees didn't play a role in that game, not to a point where the Saints were lost. You can say a play here, a play there, but. All in all, the Saints lost that football game. You know they lost that game, shot themselves in the foot too many times, and they couldn't really just get over the hump. So that's not one of them games I would blame the referees in. Uh, I feel confident in the draft too, TJ. I strongly feel we are still a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, and also it just helps you have an extra playoff spot. You know, you got a seven, you got a seven seed now, so that's a plus. They put 46 in a Minnesota a miracle meme. He was trying to walk up the steps on Air Force One. What are you talking about, Joe Biden? Yeah, he fell down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, dude, you seven what, 78 years old? I don't know why you're trying to prove and trying to convince everybody that he young. You know, like, dude, you old. Hey, people understand. Like, if you walking gradually up the stairs, you know what I'm saying, like, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares if you can run upstairs you know what i'm saying it's it's in, it's pretty pretty cool you know what i'm saying you're still in good shape like that at 78 but dude you ain't got to just show the whole world you know what i'm saying like you know that, that was a political move right there you know some some politicians are just way too political like everything they do is political and uh you're like dude just walk up the stairs man you know walk up the stairs walk to the end then turn around then hit them with a salute and, and, and hop aboard the air force one that's all you gotta do Nobody would care. Yeah, Saints fans want to blame everyone, but number 9, when we lose, the Bucs beat us. Uh when you got an old quarterback that can't push the ball downfield, the results happen the way it did, four turnovers. Pretty much. Can't argue with four turnovers. Referees can't force f- four turnovers, you know. This was a bad football game. I would have uh Russell Wilson says I would have signed with the Saints. But they wouldn't guarantee me the opportunity to send unlimited fart messages in my contract, so I had to pass. <laughs> well, Russell, uh, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, you can figure things out, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we we won't hear any negative press. You know, come your way because you don't think the same way the organization does. Hint, hint. Uh, it's time to move forward with our team to win the twenty twenty one season playoffs. NFL championship and Super Bowl because outsiders, uh NFC trying to talk all the noise from Falcons suckers and Black Kitty are bad uh, taste on in their mouths. Well, look, the Saints. I don't care. Look at this point. I don't care about the division no more. If they ain't winning a Super Bowl, getting closer to the Super Bowl, I can care less. You know, I mean, it, it's good to have you know a T-shirt and all that kind of stuff, but I would give them all those T-shirts up for one shot at the Super Bowl. TJ, what do you think about WWE Fastlane? Have you watched AEW? Uh, if you have AEW, I, I assume you're saying if you haven't, have you heard Charlotte Flair has signed a contract with AEW? Uh, no, I didn't hear uh, Charlotte Flair signing with AEW. Um, first, first off, I think uh, Charlotte Flair. I think she's still under contract with WWE, and even if she wasn't, she's. I'm pretty sure she has a ninety day. Not compete clause, so she couldn't just sign with another organization right off the bat. Uh, also, I did see Fastlane. I felt like it was an unnecessary pay per view because nothing really happened. You know, not, nothing really happened. No belt changed hands, and I just feel like you know they could have did without it. I, I I didn't see the point. It, it didn't really elevate anybody. It didn't really change people's mind about watching WrestleMania and and you know some of the matches that you could have. Took this week to you know to build up even more to get ready for WrestleMania is out of the window. You know it's just pointless. Saints not scoring touchdowns on those first two amazing returns by Deontay was a killer uh, that would have sealed the game and taken the air out of the Tampa sales. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It, it would have you know, but when I seen that, I was like, man, it's the NFC Championship game all over again against the Rams. TJ. Uh, I really believe we ain't going to win another ring until we get another Darren Sharper on uh, the back end. We need another uh, no throw zone, just my opinion. Uh, Well, to me, I feel like uh, Marcus Williams can be that guy. You know, I do. I think Marcus Williams has took strides to, you know, be a really good safety. You know, he's become a better tackler. Uh, He has really good ball skills. Uh, I think that he's really smart. I think the more that he plays, uh, more intelligent he's going to become. Uh, I see like uh, him on an uptick every single year. It, he he, he polishes his game even more and becomes much better. So I think he can be that guy. I mean, anytime the ball comes, uh, Marcus, when you away, he catches. It. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm just being serious. This guy almost has hands like a wide receiver to me. Anytime the ball comes, like I, for the. There's only one time I was seeing a, a ball hit Marcus Williams hand and he picked it off. And that was like against Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like he didn't catch that in session because, you know, he twisted his foot, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure the pain, you know what I'm saying, shot up and it distracted him from catching a football. Marcus Williams can be that guy. He probably had better hands than Darren Sharper do, does. I just feel like Darren Sharper probably, you know, Darren Sharper was in like in ninth, tenth season or something like that when he joined the Saints. So, Man, this guy was a seasoned veteran. He he knew the game, and he and probably not much he has not seen. Hey, TJ, who won between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns? Uh, Roman Reigns won. Uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt is the only thing that was good. Uh, I disagree with that. I think uh, the Big E, uh, Apollo Cruz uh, match was pretty good. You know, I thought those two guys did a good job. You know, trying to build up uh, a match. I just feel like uh, they probably could have took. Like I said, I, I just feel like that was one match that they didn't need. Uh, That's probably what, to me, was one of the best things on the show. You know, watching those two guys go at it. I'm like invested in that few right there. Andrade was released from his contract, not Charlotte. Fastlane was unnecessary, but made Randy Orton's wife mad wink wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. about Alexa Bliss on top of him <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Yeah, man, Andrade, yeah, he got released. Uh, I think uh, what, what Ramsey is talking about is, you know, Andrade, He's for those that don't know, he's a Mexican, uh, you know, wrestler. He's uh, engaged to Charlotte Flair. And uh, Charlotte Flair was upset about the way that WWE did him. So I guess he's doing like a little silent protest, which I understand. You know, you got to stand by your man. And, I mean, it's, it's Charlotte Flair, I mean, come on, man. She's done everything. So and, and and WWE needs Charlotte Flair way more than uh Charlotte Flair needs WWE at this point. Uh, someone paid Marcus on the Minnesota Miracle. He made catches, but missed tackles. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that was his rookie season, man. He, he's gotten better since then. LOL, you got to keep talking about bucks because it's about how to assemble a team to beat bucks when it matters at this point. Uh, look, I just feel like with that, Steve. That's like change. that's just like moving a goalpost, man. You know, I just feel like that's kind of moving a goalpost. First, it was beating the Bucks. Now it's beating the Bucks when it counts. You know, I mean, look, y'all won the Super Bowl, but the, let's not pretend like the Saints didn't beat you twice. You know, like yo, it's not like y'all indestructible or whatever like that, unbeatable. You know, we're saying beating the Bucks when it counts. Like, I don't know, man, moving a goalpost first. You know, all season long was about beating the Bucs. Then when the Bucs get to the playoffs, now it's all of a sudden like beating the winning count. Nah, man, nah. Y'all didn't see that coming. I don't I don't care. Like what anybody says. Like y'all didn't see that coming. Y'all probably thought y'all were going to be a playoff team, but a Super Bowl champion? Nah. So I, I refuse to accept that. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy y'all are happy and y'all deserve it. Y'all ran the table. Y'all played three away games in order to get that, that home game in the Super Bowl. And y'all won, but nah, that that changed the goalpost to me. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus was a good match. Yeah, it was. You know, but I mean I wish that was like the third time they fought. Pray for TJ, man. All positive vibes to him and that Drew Brees jersey uh in his closet. <laughs> man, um I man, look. I like Drew Brees, but I, I just feel like it's just time to move on. You know, I just think it's time to move on. I'm o- I'm okay with in, in, with the change. I'm willing to take the bad with the good, you know, so hopefully the Saints can uh, get over that hump, man. Hopefully they can get over the hump and become a much better football team in the process and guys can step up. You know, guys can step up and, and, and be really good, solid football players, you know. I mean, now you, you don't have Drew Brees to hang on anymore. And now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to let everybody know that right now uh, that you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please hit that subscription button if you have not already. And also hit the like button. OK, if you're enjoying the show, if you're enjoying the State of the Saints podcast, just take a few seconds if you're watching on YouTube or you're watching on Facebook to hit the like button. OK, and also uh, the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you uh, by Manscape. OK, we all know that March Madness is here right now. And, I mean, yeah, a lot of upsets, man. As of right now, I heard that there's nobody bracket is perfect right now. You know, all brackets are just basically you just ball them up, throw them in the trash because of all of the upsets. But the tournament season is here, okay? So take care of your hair and holes with the best tools for the job. We're talking about the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast, Manscaped, the global leader in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock wind down on March, be clutch and avoid the upset with Manscaped. Performance packages to keep all your hair and holes tamed. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. So join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your grooming today. And you can also use the promo code State of Saints. That's all one word, State of Saints, and you will save 20% off. Once again, State of Saints all right you'll save 20 off of your manscape purchase and international shipping is available for absolutely free so manscape.com the official sponsor of the state of the saints podcast now let's get back to business man uh you see i'm subscribing right now i appreciate that jarvis uh king says earnest no they don't i don't know exactly what that means uh, I think the reason so many Bucks fans talk smack is because they have never been in the spotlight in a long time. Uh, they've been waiting. Yeah, look, I mean, they deserve to talk. They're the Super Bowl champions. I give them the credit for that. You know, I, I really do. You know, I, I think that they deserve the, the credit and they deserve to the brag and boast because, look, we all know if the Saints would have won a Super Bowl, we would have been just as unbearable as they are. So I think they, they earned the right to talk trash. You know, it just it's just frustrating to us because we're in the same division as them. And we did beat them two times. And and in the back of our mind, we feel like we are better than they are, you know, like, and, but they just so happen to get what we tried to get, you know, at the beginning of the season. So yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not going to knock them for that. Okay. I'm not going to knock them for talking noise because they earned the right to talk noise. You can't even hit me back. Uh, Josh, uh, I what do you mean? Hit you back? I didn't, I didn't even know if I um I didn't even know if I got anything from you. Uh, Bucks aren't used to success, uh, so that's why their fans talk a lot. Gotta act like you've been there before. Well, I mean they, they haven't been there in a long time. Uh, last year's news yarning. <laughs> and T.J. Kellen Winslow Jr. I heard he is in jail. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. I, He'd been in jail for a while huh i think he ended up like like molesting like an old lady or something like that like they just sad stuff man ramsey said tj they deserve the credit as much as i'm not happy for it but tampa deserves that they uh, haven't been in a long time but game of the week is terminator uh, resistance and wwe resistance for my birthday okay well ramsey we really do appreciate that thank you for Shouting out the game of the week, man. Uh, thank you so much. Y'all Y'all check those games out, man. Ramsey always come through every single week uh, with a game that he, uh, you know, you would recommend for all the gamers out there. Scroll down a little bit. Ernest says, uh, go go dry off and si- sign A.B. Well, you never know what you're going to get with that, you know. You don't know what you're going to get with with A.B., you know, you really don't know. So I think that's what a lot of people are skeptical about. And then when he came there, you know, he all up in the locker room on his phone and everything like that. So I think that kind of, you know, I just think they left a bad taste in the Saints organization mouth. Hey TJ, you still got the interview coming with the ex uh, Steeler player? Yeah, man. Matter of fact, that's, that interview is tomorrow. It should be tomorrow at six. P.M. man. I uh, he hit me up this morning. Uh so it, it'll be tomorrow at six PM. Uh interview. Uh yeah, I have, a, I have an interview with uh Darren uh yeah, McFadden. Uh Brian McFadden. You know what I'm saying? Brian McFadden, mad I'm looking at the I'm looking at the comments and also trying to talk at the same time. Brian McFadden. Uh Kenny still, sneeze, Sammy Watkins are out there. Any interest, TJ? We need a legit number two. Uh I would pick. Uh, Sammy Watkins out of the three guys that you named. Uh, Kenny Stills would be next, followed by Willie Snead. Uh, but back to football, TJ. Yeah, I man. Like I, I like, anybody put these questions up here, you know, y'all know I just answer. AB not going uh, nowhere, he said on the gram yesterday. Him and Fournette working things out with Tampa. Well, I mean that's a good place for him. Good place for him. King Aladdin says, "Jay Snag, cry baby. Don't know what that mean. What that's all about." Roman Reigns, uh, thank you very much for two dollars. Said the smart will hate me again whenever I turn face. Uh, I disagree with that. You know, I think that uh, the the heel turn of Roman Reigns making people appreciate him as a as a star. You know, I just think that people just felt like you know this is the direction you should have been in the first place, and we all know, man, that's just the way that it goes. You know. People like to go against the grain. Anytime, you know, a guy turns bad, he'll eat the coolest thing ever. But I mean, so, but I think that people have an appreciation for him. We should uh, be looking at T.Y. to replace Emmanuel. Well, if he's still on the street, then yeah, because the the numbers are going down. I just think that people just understand, like, you can get a a quality wide receiver in a draft and you don't have to pay that much money. You know, so not surprising he's still out there. That would be uh, considered an upset if LSU whoops Michigan on live television. Yeah, it would. TJ, what do you think about Alabama State trolling Deion Sanders after the win? Uh I think that uh Alabama State gonna get beat by 70 points uh next in the fall. That's what that's what I feel about it. Look, I mean, look, <laughs> people acting like you know, Jackson State, you know, they're acting like Jackson State uh you know has all their players or whatever like that. Man, Jackson State got a lot of these three and four star athletes that are going to be contributing to this team. They can't play right now. And when those guys get out there, it's gonna be it's gonna be some serious uh damage being being taken place. And you know, I think that I think that I think there's a level of jealousy from other HBCUs for Jackson State. Number one, because Jackson State getting all the attention and you have uh, these HBCUs that have been, you know, winning and stuff like that. And, and, you know, they don't feel like they're getting their acknowledgement. But look, Deion Sanders is the greatest cornerback to ever play in the National Football League. I mean, he basically created like this whole football diva persona. You know, he kind of created that. And people like his swag, man. People like the way that he presents himself. This guy's been on television all these different years. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He's a, he's ingrained in pop culture. And when he comes to a team like Jackson State University, he's going to get the attention. Once again, he's a Hall of Fame cornerback, part of the, what, the all-decade team? You know what I'm saying? All-decade, well, not all-decade team, the 100-year anniversary team. You know, he's the greatest cornerback to ever live. So, of course, he's going to be getting all the attention. And I just think the HBCUs, they, they upset at the attention that Jackson State is getting, and they want that attention too. But here's the reality. They will not be on television as much as they have been. They will not be getting any attention. Nobody would even care about HBCU football when it comes to the swag if Deion Sanders wasn't playing for them. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Nobody cares about Alcorn. Nobody cares about Alabama State. Nobody would care about Southern until November when it's on NBC or Gremlin. Not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are all rich, historic, you know what I'm saying, HBCUs, But the fact is, they would not be getting any attention at all. Like, nobody would care. Like, people would be out, you know what I'm saying, cooking barbecue and, and going out here, you know what I'm saying, like, just running around the yard somewhere. Like nobody would care about, nobody would be watching Alabama State if they ain't play JSU. And it's it just a fact, you know, if, if, he would have went to Allcorn, it would have been the same way. If he would have been a Southern, it would have been the same way. And I would have, I would have gladly came on here and say nobody would have cared until he came there. But it just so happened Jackson State is the team that everybody focused on because everybody's trying to see if, if Deion Sanders can, can coach, you know, it, it, it really didn't matter. But, they should be happy, man, because now you have these players out here that they get these opportunities on, a, on national TV. Like, I think they play Southern, if I'm not mistaken. I think they play Southern on ESPN, not ESPN2, not ESPN3, ESPN. When was the last time you seen a, a actual HBCU game on the main network? On the main network, like not ESPN3, not ESPN+, not, you know what I'm saying, oh, I got to stream the game, or oh, who got the link? on the main ESPN network so don't hate on don't hate on Jackson State because you know they're in a good spot like this helps all HBCUs this, this helps all HBCUs but instead of, like they just mad because they they gained it you know what I'm saying like this is you know like man we got to get rid of this this whole church mentality we got at HBCUs. You no know, like you you don't want that you know what I'm saying like you, you got that preacher that's been in there in a long time, for a long time, and all of a sudden they got that young, vibrant preacher that come in, and you know what I'm saying? He's singing slang words that everybody can relate to, and you know what I'm saying? He he got the you know what I'm saying? He, he got the crowd a little bit more enthusiastic, and all of a sudden like the main preacher want to sit him down because like he want to take the attention off himself. Like that's basically what this is right now. But I'm sorry, man. You know everybody likes that young preacher, and right now everybody likes Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is making HBCU football right now. Jackson State University football team is carrying HBCU football right now. You know, it's good for everybody, though. It's good for everybody. I went to Southern. My mom went to Gremlin, but I'm rooting JSU because this will benefit the conference as a whole. Absolutely. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, Like, man, we all know, like. We all, like, for all those that went to HBCUs, y'all already know. Like, football is secondary. Like, it's about the bands and, you know what I'm saying, like, the halftime show. You got people that that will come for the halftime and leave in the third quarter because they didn't really care about football like that. Like, this, like... And we all know, like, on doing halftimes and stuff like that, they would show, like, the halftime show. Oh, it's the baddest band in the land. You know what I'm saying? The Human Jukebox. Oh, the Sonic Boom of the South. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these different bands. Like, it would be featured. I remember when Jackson State, I think they went to play UNLV or whatever like that. They didn't even feature the football team. They featured the band. Like, but now it's like people are actually watching football. They're actually watching SWAG football. Like, nobody, like, people like the band and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to my boy Mike Walls and all, you know what I'm saying, my people that's in the band, my boy Chalupa and crew. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, like, you know what I'm saying, the band should be secondary, not the football team. You go into a football game, and now, you know what I'm saying, people are actually watching. Football. People are like people are actually watching these football players and and giving these guys the attention that they deserve. So let's, you know, let's just get credit with credit due. You know what I'm saying? Let's get credit with credit due. Yep, Deion brings a lot of media, and that's good. People sleep on Anneus Williams. I don't think people sleep on an Williams. You know what I'm saying? Anelius Williams was really good. Okay, he was really good but he went to Southern, you know what I'm saying? And this was during the time with HBCUs, like I said, this, this was during the time HBCUs aren't getting attention. They aren't, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different guys that, that can play football on the next level that went to HBCUs. You know what I'm saying? We see what uh, Tariq Cohen is doing out there in Chicago, right? We see what uh, Dominique Rogers camardi has done over the years. Like, we see what these guys can do, man, Like right? Like, there's some great... There's some potentially great players that can come out of HBCUs. The only thing is that they're struggling with the power conferences. They're struggling with it, and nobody's really paying attention to them. And I think, like, with, with them being on television, it is going to help them and help these players get to the next level. Uh They can only uh, benefit HBCUs. They may need to move swag to the spring. People would love football year-round. That, that's I've been saying that. I've been lobbying for that, too. I've been lobbying for that. They must not know what Neon Dion is or who Neon Dion is. Uh, I would choose him over a quarterback any day. He shut half of the football field down. He's a he's in the Hall of Fame already. Yeah, great. Greatest cornerback that ever played the game. This guy, like I said, he just brings attention. He brings attention to the HBCUs. And like I said, they, they don't like that. Those other those other, organiz- those other uh, universities don't like that. They don't like the attention that Jackson State is getting. Great players come for HBCUs. We have one, Teron Armstead. I love the attention Jackson State getting is long overdue. Yeah, exactly. Teron Armstead, you know, arguably one of the best left tackles in football. Went to uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. So, Man, I won't lie. Back in my time at SU folks uh with peace out once the juke. uh <laughs> yeah man, I mean they used to leave at halftime. Everybody heads to the club dreams and bad rules. I mean it's a fact, man. Like nobody, man, nobody cared about football, man. Like when, you know, when I was in college, nobody cared about like you look at the you look, you know what I'm saying, in the stands. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, everybody leaving the third quarter. I'm like, God dog, the game ain't over yet. What is they doing? You know what I'm saying? And then the game be close. Like, it's a it's a nail biter. You know what I'm saying? Like, the game can go anyway. There's only one game I can really, truly say that people would just stay all the way to the end, and that's when we played Southern and when we played Alcorn. Like, the other games they don't really care about, you know? And Southern and Southern, Alcorn are the only two games that had, like, a, a, a football feel to it. Now it's like every time you watch on TV, you know? TJ so uh you rather have a rookie wide receiver uh who would most likely struggle uh, than Hilton how about uh Malcolm Butler uh it's not the fact that i would want a rookie that will most likely struggle i just feel like the way that uh Sean Payton and his coaching staff uh, uh structured they'll get a wide receiver that can do some damage you know i i just feel like either way you know i i just think that at this particular moment, at this particular time, um, you have some guys on your team that can actually can play. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not to a point where I just have to see you have to move heaven and earth. Like, you can go out here you can get a guy like a Kenny Stills and he can be formidable. You can get a guy like a, a Willie Sneed can be formidable. And then you also have somebody like Marquette Callaway who probably going to step up. Uh, Traquan Smith that's going to step up. I don't feel like this is one of those situations where you just got to break bank to get somebody like TY. Now if TY was available at the right price, yeah. But um I think that the Saints they can get somebody much cheaper than that. I'm lobbying for a guy like Golden uh Golden Tate. That's for some some I don't know if he got signed yet. I haven't seen anything. But uh I would love to see Golden Tate in the Saints uniform. That would be that would be my perfect number 2 right there. Shout out to Club Dreams, bro. Homie just brought back memories. <laughs> Steve Air McNair was the coolest quarterback I ever saw in person as a kid. All State's stays finest. Yeah, uh, he was really good. Rest in peace to Air McNeil. Rookie wide receiver, the price is right, gotta uh be sounding with the, this roster construction. Yeah, man. Look, I just I just don't want them to be you know exhausting themselves, you know. You know, I just don't want to see them exhausting themselves. I, I want them to make the right decisions. And, you know, I understand that, you know, I understand T.Y. Hilton is good. You know what I'm saying? I like the whole, you know, T.Y. You know what I'm saying? I like that. But, I mean, T.Y., you know what I'm saying? Also, you know, stay injured. You know what I'm saying? This man stay in a tub. You know what I'm saying? I don't never really see him in a club too many days. You know, he's always seems to be hurt. And he's a small guy. You know what I'm saying? Those, those smaller guys I'm always skeptical about because, you know, the, the health is always an issue. Uh, I'm going to read uh, a few more, then we're going to get up out of here. Uh, Chosen says, TJ, you know you're my dog, but the boom don't uh, want it with the jukebox. Uh, look. <laughs> I'm not really into bands like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, you know. I, I, I'm going to just say it. I, I don't get it. Like, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, not that I'm disrespecting bands. I just don't get it. Like. I don't get, like, standing on the side, you know what I'm saying, in the stands and, oh, they about to play this. Oh, oh, look, boy, look at them horn. Like, nah, bro, that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have my homeboys and stuff like that, man. They love band stuff. They like talking about the band. They like that fifth quarter stuff. Not, I, I ain't really into all that, man. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I like when they say play jazz, you rock the house, and get ready. You know what I'm saying? Those are, like, two well-known uh, songs that the uh, – that the boom play, but I'm not really into bands like that, man. I, I, I come for the football game. I don't care. I don't care the, the band playing, talking out the side of your neck. I, I don't care, man. Like, seriously, I don't. Like, I'm I'm one of those HBCU guys that, that actually go there for the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in that red number. Like, I, I don't care about the band that much. You know, when they the band on the field, they're spelling out things. Oh, that's disrespectful got the got the commentary and stuff like that. Oh, they coming to the field. The best fan in the land. Man, when the third quarter started. <laughs> uh, uh, how you feel about Sanders uh going uh to the Bills? Uh I think that's a good fit for him. I think he going to get he finally got a quarterback they going to be able to give him the ball. You know, I know that Josh Allen going to be able to give him the football. He ain't going to have no problem with no downfield passes after that. Uh, I would want my draft pick back. Who owns the Saints, bro? Uh, tell Gail to call her lawyer. I don't think it's a hill to die on, and they appeal that. So, you know, who knows what it it was beforehand? You know, who who knows? But I know I'm gonna take a lot of uh, a criticism from all my HBCU people out there who you know who love the band, but not my thing, man. Not my thing uh y'all want cameron break back uh wouldn't be a bad pick wouldn't be a bad pick to get cameron break he's pretty good and let me see this will be last one no disrespect but i feel you tj all that into the band stuff kind of feminine to me who cares i want to watch football i want to call it feminine you know i don't i want to i don't want to call it feminine you know i just think i I just i'm just not a fan like I, i don't understand it like I don't understand, like, I, I, I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't get standing into the inner stands. Like, I, I do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, when my boys, you know what I'm saying, at home coming and stuff like that, like, I'm in the stands, and I'm I'm there with them. I'm just not a fan of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I listen. Yeah, if they play something, you know what I'm saying, I'll, I, you know, do a little jig or whatever, but just not my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, if, if they didn't have a, a band, I wouldn't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wouldn't. You know, I would not care. Well, Like, you think you think Ohio State fans come there to hit a band? <clears throat> do you think, like, teams like uh, LSU or, or, you know what I'm saying, like, Alabama, you think people care about the band? Like, you, honestly, do you think they actually come – you know what I'm saying, to listen to the band, like, oh, they coming there to see what the what the tie going to do. And I just feel like, man, I I don't know, man. I just feel like, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like, man, we just, it's uh, just delusional at times. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like, man, we need to have appreciation for the game. I understand bands, but that's what you got, battle the bands and all that kind of stuff on parades. Like, come there for the game. <laughs> what kind of game come on? Uh, TJ, I know you're about to leave and I'm about to run errands, man. If nobody told you today, you're a real one for sure. Steve, thank you very much. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody that has been part of the State of the Saints podcast. One more time, if you have not already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go ahead and hit that subscription button right now. Also, hit the like button. Okay, hit the like button. Tell everybody that you enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, and let them know, man, they can subscribe to the State of the Saints podcast by going to YouTube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, and previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Once again, for those that started out the episode, uh, I apologize that my mic was muted. Thank you for all those that uh, told me about it, had me out there looking too crazy for having me talking five minutes with, you know, be talking to myself (laughs) and you all enjoy the rest of your day man have a a good and productive day Uh, stay safe out there have fun live
0: life to the fullest till next time all i gotta say is who that